Welcome to the Mindful Love Podcast, the show that provides you with the knowledge and tools to develop a deeper connection with yourself and others so that you can get the love you want. I'm your host, Tabitha MacDonald. I did the hard work of finding the quickest, most effective tools to transform all areas of my life as fast as possible, and I am excited to be sharing these tools with you. In today's episode, I'm going to offer you five easy tools to help you move through the pain of heartbreak faster so that you can get back to a happier, healthier you and get the love you truly desire. Heartbreak is one of the experiences that feels like it will kill you. The frustrating part is that we get days off of work to be sick, take care of family, grieve a loss, but heartbreak isn't even recognized as a serious issue when in fact, it's one of the most painful human experiences that we go through. A traumatic breakup can cause us to go into a state of trauma because it hits our core wounds of needing to be loved and to belong. If this is you, stay tuned. I am going to offer you some helpful tools to help you get through the bad days. Heartbreak is one of those experiences that feels like it will kill you. Recent research has found that people who have recently been through a breakup experience similar brain activity when shown photos of their loved one as they do when in actual physical pain. Researchers concluded that rejection and emotional and physical pain are all processed in the same regions of the brain. That's why it hurts so bad in your body. In 2019, I experienced one of those heartbreaks. It sent my life into a tailspin of self-destructive behavior, and I honestly had moments where I didn't know if I would survive it. What was worse, I was a mother, a successful business owner, and a reasonably intelligent woman. The desperate behavior was exasperated by this deep shame I felt for having the experience in the first place. I was 44 years old. What kind of 44-year-old woman lets their life fall apart because of a breakup? I was too old for this, too much responsibility. I should know better. I felt shame, self-judgment, and disgust with myself, only fueled by destructive behaviors, which then made it even worse. I started over drinking. I stopped eating. I stopped living. I dated random people and rejected and hurt them just to make myself feel better. This is so out of character for me that I felt like something else had taken over my life. I basically just started to turn off all of my feelings and decided that it was easier to just hurt people than to experience that level of pain ever again. Luckily, it didn't last long because at my core of who I am, I came here to help people, not hurt them. And I couldn't live in that experience for too long. So luckily I shook myself out of it fairly quickly. But when I come connect back in with that version of myself, I wonder what did I need to hear in order to survive it? What would have made it easier and more doable? And that's when I decided to write this podcast. Plus, I was watching this uh, Netflix documentary, 
And it was on this couple who had started this like twin flame soulmate recovery program. And it really, really made me realize that there need to be more people who have integrity, offering people who are wounded and vulnerable, viable advice. Like the advice this couple gave was like, don't give up on your soulmate to the point of stalking them, gender reassignment uh, surgeries. I mean, it w- it was crazy when I watched it. I was it, and I felt very motivated when I was done. I was like, something has to be done. Like people need better tools in order to get over heartbreak, and they need people who can help them that aren't going to indoctrinate them into cult like thinking. So that is the birth of this podcast. Because I remember how vulnerable I was after that heartbreak and how desperate I was for answers and how I would have done almost anything to get out of that pain. You see, I'm a social seven on the Enneagram and we'll go into the Enneagram in later episodes, but social sevens are not adapted to feel pain. And so we'll do just about anything to get out of it, which I think puts us in an extremely vulnerable position when our pain tolerance is like maxed out and we have to actually feel it. So that is how this podcast became and is coming into an existence. So I just, I really want you to know that I, I've been there, I've been through it and I'm going to give you some practical tools that I wish I had had when I was having the worst days. First thing is just take one day at a time. I know it seems impossible right now. If you're really in the throes of a heartbreak, time feels like it's slowing down and moving fast all at the same time. And I just really want you to remember that you're going to take one day at a time. And if one day at a time seems too long, then you're going to take one hour at a time, one minute at a time. It's just one moment at a time. You are so not broken and there is nothing wrong with you. You are having a human experience and I will definitely validate probably not your favorite human experience, but a human experience nonetheless. And you know, when I was in the throes of that heartbreak, I just couldn't even see how it was going to work out for me. I couldn't see my future. And one of the things that I teach my clients, my coaching clients is to focus on what they want to create. And when you're trapped in that thought loop of, you know, the the pain cycle of rejection, abandonment, self-shame, self-judgment and criticism and pain. And, you know, the, you know, it, you're already there. You just feel like trapped. Like you can't even think about what life is going to look like on the other side. And so you'll get there today. What I want you to do is just focus on five things. Number one, Be okay with not being okay. We don't give ourselves permission to fall apart because we're afraid. We're afraid if we don't have it together, if we don't appear to be handling things perfectly, that we're not going to come out of it. So just allow yourself to not be okay. It's okay to tell people when they ask you, how are you doing to respond? I'm actually doing really crappy. (laughs) Like I just got dumped 
my heart's breaking, and I, you know, can barely brush my teeth in the morning. Believe it or not, people appreciate that because there's a lot of days where they're not okay either. So allow yourself to grieve and develop self-compassion. If you have not yet learned how to grieve in a way that feels healthy to you, this is a process of learning. It's a skill you only develop when you experience it. You can have someone tell you the process of how to bake a cake, but until you get all of the ingredients on the counter and actually start doing it, you don't really understand the complexities of baking and the challenges of getting it right. The first few times, the cake's probably going to suck, but with practice, patience, and dedication, you'll figure it out. Step two, breathe. When we get into a dysregulated state, and we'll talk more about the nervous system in later episodes, we forget to breathe. Breath is life. It is also the fastest way to shift our emotional state of being. If you have never tried breath work, what I'm going to recommend is that you start with five by five by five breathing, and I'll explain how that works. So what you're going to do is you're going to put your hand on your belly, and when you inhale, you're going to inhale through your nose. There is research and supporting data that says when you breathe through your nose, you take in more oxygen, more clean air than when you breathe through your mouth. Mouth breathers actually take in less oxygen. And what we think is we're taking in more oxygen because when we mouth breathe, we tend to expand our chest, but that's not taking in clean oxygen. You're taking in dirty oxygen because the hairs in the nose clean the air. And so when you breathe in through your nose, it's going to take some practice and getting used to because your mind is going to think you're not getting enough air because your chest isn't expanding. So five by five breathing, we're going to start by taking an in-breath through our nose, making your belly expand and rounded, like there's a basketball in there, or if you've ever been pregnant, like you're, you know, impregnated, or if you've done yoga, you know, that, that diaphragmatic breath work. So you're going to breathe in for five, a count of five, you're going to hold it for five, and then you're going to gently allow your breath to exhale for the count of five. Make sure that you put your hands on your belly so that you can feel the rise and fall of your belly. I was in my workout class the other morning and I saw that my teacher was in a state of, uh, she was definitely in fight or flight and um, she was going through some pretty intense things. And so I sat her down in the locker room and I was like, okay, first thing we have to do is get you breathing. And when I showed her the belly breathing with the five by five, she couldn't even get her belly to expand because she has been breathing through her neck and her chest her whole life. And what happens is, is when you breathe through your neck and your chest, you're signaling anxiety to your brain. You're telling your brain that you're not safe. Belly breath activates the vagal nervous system, which will put you into that state of calm and relaxation because we don't really make good decisions when we're in fight or flight. When we're in fight or flight, what we're thinking about is I need to get out of this right now. What's the fastest way to do that? 
I know I'll go get my ex back or, you know, I'll do jello shots at the bar. You know, like we're not going to be making good decisions for our future. So that breath is the fastest way to come back into ourselves and out of that state of fight or flight. Number three, write it out. When we keep things in our minds, it allows them to grow like an untamed jungle. Get a journal, and this could be like your breakup journal. Write it out. Write all of your feelings, your thoughts, your fears. Write everything that's in your head. Journaling has links to improved happiness, sleep, memory function, and personal performance. Many of these benefits are related to your mental health. Keeping a diary has a big impact on your overall happiness, as well as supporting conditions like depression and anxiety. I love looking at my old journals. I find the breakup journals that I have from this big breakup in 2019, and I'm reading through them, and I'm thinking, I'm not even the same person anymore. This is amazing. Like, I remember her and I love her so much because she endured a lot of pain, but like, I don't even have that same experience of relationships anymore. Later, you're going to look back at that breakup journal and you're going to remember how powerful you are. And you're also going to remember when your ex comes a knocking, why you're not going to take them back. It's very helpful to have that. You can also do a video blog. I used to do that or a video vlog. I used to do that for myself. I'd make little videos after a breakup so I could watch them later when I was thinking about taking the person back or, you know, when I was obsessing and ruminating about all of the things that were amazing about them uh, because I never pay attention to all the red flags. Uh, It would be, you know, I'd go back to my journal and go, wow, what about all of these things? So write it out. Make sure that you notice, just witness what is in your head and put it out onto paper. Number four, move, move. Not across the country. This will not heal your broken heart because you will only take that pain with you. Move your body. Movement has a significant impact on mental health. It can reduce symptoms of anxiety and depression, improve mood, and reduce stress. The release of endorphins during exercise contributes to these positive effects. It also allows us to move through the emotions instead of storing them in our bodies. If you've ever read Your Body Keeps the Score, you'll understand that when we don't allow ourselves to process through an emotion fully, it's like that emotion gets trapped in our body, which is one of the reasons heartbreak is so painful because you're not just experiencing the painful end of the relationship that you're like having end right now. You're experiencing every unprocessed emotion that that breakup is triggering. And that's usually a deep wound of fear of rejection, fear of abandonment, or fear of not belonging and being unlovable. And those are really tough emotions to process through, especially if you're, you know, older like I was and then didn't, had never really fully allowed those emotions to process through the body. So the more you can move, the less likely those emotions are going to get trapped in your body for you to experience at a later date. You can get outside for 45 minutes and go for a walk and get into nature take in some fresh air, you're going to start feeling a lot better. 
It can reduce stress, anxiety, symptoms of depression. Exposure to natural light and fresh air can stimulate the release of endorphins, which are known as the feel-good hormones. So get outside and get moving. If it's really cold and you can't get outside, move in your house. Put on some music. Music is one of my favorite ways to process through my emotions. I remember that I would put on this like breakup station and then I would go around and just clean my house to this like music and I hate cleaning the house. So for me to clean the house is like, it's for me that that's like me being desperate to release something from my body. And so I would put on like breakup music and then just, you know, scrub every corner of the house. And that was extremely healing for me. Because at the end of it, I used my time in a way that was productive and also served the household. So you pick, there's trauma-based yoga, there's Pilates, Tai Chi, Qigong, anything that's going to get you moving. And number five, get support. We get time off for being sick or injured, grieving the loss of a family member or having a baby, but nobody gives us time off for dealing with heartbreak. In fact, Most of our close family and friends rally around the heartbroken in the beginning, but as time drones on and you aren't feeling any better, but getting worse, their patience tends to wane. And you start hearing things like, why can't you just move on? Get over it already. That person was a jerk. Why are you stuck on them? It's important that you find people who understand what you are going through. Join a support group, hire a coach, get a therapist. You need to broaden your support network so that you don't rely only on one friend or family member. I was very fortunate that I had a friend who allowed me to call her at all hours of the night crying anytime I found my ex posting, you know, new pictures online about their their new soulmate or partner. And she was a lifesaver and She supported me in a way I'd never felt supported before. And the thing is, is I was always the person who helped other people. I never asked for help. And another friend of mine said some very wise words to me. She said, Tabitha, you always help everyone else because it makes you feel good. Now, when you don't allow us to help you, you actually rob us the experience of feeling good for helping you. And as soon as she said that to me, my whole mind just shifted around allowing people and asking for help. And I realized that I was actually not taking from them, that I was giving them this gift of being vulnerable with them and allowing them to help me when I was at a point when I really needed help. And then also, you know, I asked for, I really stepped into my spirituality during that time. And a friend of mine had said to me, Tabitha, if you anchor in on your spirituality, you'll never feel this lost again. And so that is really when I started learning to tap into my intuition, guidance, and find more meaning in it because I felt like, I I mean, I felt like I was going to just die. And if I hadn't gotten support from friends, from you know, a higher power, whatever that means to you, then I don't know if I I would have made it through. That was one thing I couldn't do alone. 
And you're not supposed to do it alone. We're, we're hardwired for connection. That's how we are as human beings. So just, just remember that you, you don't have to go it alone. And if you're not ready to do like a coaching program or a therapy program, then you can go on Facebook. There's free groups on Facebook that will help you see that you're not alone. And I feel like validation for the pain is so important. Knowing that there are other people struggling the same way that you are, it's like it just gives us permission. It gives us permission to understand that some things are just hard and it's okay for them to be hard, but you can do this. You're strong and resilient and amazing. And on the other side of heartbreak is the gift of post-traumatic growth. And right now, I don't really want you to think about that. Just get the today was really just about getting through today. But I just wanted you to know on the other side, there is hope. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. Just to recap, step one, be okay with not being okay. Step two, breathe. Step three, write it out and journal. Step four, move your body. And step five, get support. You do not have to go it alone. And most importantly, remember that you will survive this and come out stronger on the other side. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with someone who may need to hear it. Please subscribe to this podcast and take a moment to leave a review. If you or somebody you know is struggling with heartbreak, please visit my website, mindfullove.love, and subscribe to my newsletter. You will also receive a free meditation pack to help you move through the pain faster. If you want to go deeper, my Heartbreak 911 program is launching on December 6, 2023. This is an intensive 21-day course designed to help you move through the pain of heartbreak as fast as possible for you. You will receive live coaching, valuable course content, and support from people going through a similar experience. You can go directly to that program by visiting heartbreak911.com to sign up today. You will receive early access to a powerful morning routine, breathwork exercises, and meditations to get you started on your journey. 